disturbing. Hello there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars and more. I'm your host, Blake, and I'm also joined by some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, we have the ever-elusive, and sometimes incorrect, Grant! Listen, all I'm saying is, hello there. <laughs> the funny one, Wesley! You could just dump me right where you found me, in the gutter. What's up, dorks? In our own Jedi archive, Dietrich. Did you think I wouldn't remember, Grant, what you said episodes ago? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have, we have a bone to pick with Grant later in this episode. We're not going to get to it yet. We're not going to get there. We're, we're not going to... We, we want the morale to be up, at least for a little bit, at the beginning of the episode. And then we'll... We'll, we'll, we'll tear it down as we go. That's right. We will, we will slowly devolve into something that resembles a podcast. But for now, let's get right into it. Now, hear this! Now, hear this! Now, hear this! Now, you hear this, whoever you are. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, lovingly called KOTOR 2, released on the Nintendo Switch, I believe, uh, last week or the week before, and the DLC will be available for that game later this year. I don't know if we have a specified date for that. That's pretty exciting to, to be able to replay that game because we got the first KOTOR um, some months back, I think it was in the spring. And I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying replaying that, but I loved KOTOR 2 a lot more. I mean, the gameplay from 1 to 2 really kind of excelled. So to be able to revisit that game is going to be fun, and especially getting that DLC. Um, I know Grant knows a little bit about more about this than I do. Um, are we going to have to pay for that DLC, Grant, or is it included? I, I think it's included. I, I'm not sure, but what I do know is, uh, for anyone that was a fan of KOTOR 2 knows that that game was released unfinished. But the good news is this DLC is finally that ending that we never got. Is it a happy ending? Uh, depends on which ending you get. Hey now, hey now, hey now. This is not Dork Wars After Dark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, it is dark outside when we're recording this, but... What platforms are we talking about it's going to be on? I think it's just the Switch for now, but I hope it comes out on, on PC at least. That's good. That's kind of crazy. The Nintendo Switch is the only platform that's going to have the remake. So Nintendo Switch has had a notorious record for the last probably year, year and a half of releasing old Star Wars games. And I think it's, it's not just Star Wars games, but those are just the ones that I've been playing. Um, they've released uh, the, the Pod Racer game. They released the Jedi Academy series. They've re they released the first KOTOR like we talked about. And now they have the, the second KOTOR game is on there. So I'm liking this old media. I really want to play um, Shadow of the Empire. I wish they would bring that to the Switch. That would oh. Whether they put it on the Nintendo 64 console, the virtual console on there, or where you can purchase it because I'm all in. I'm, I'm buying that one. Absolutely. That's my favorite one. Grant, do, do you have any memories um, of me and you playing that game when you were a kid? I don't, you probably weren't old enough. Uh, I don't have anything off the top of my head. Yeah. Just a little too Sorry, young. man. Well, yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll have to experience that together at some point. Again, when you can remember. 
The only issue with a remake is that like a lot of the fun of that game is the great twist in it. And you just can't, you know, slap new graphics on that and say, hey, it's a new game. So that's the only unfortunate thing. I'll still play it. I'll play it probably another 200 hours, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, you're never going to get that twist again. I mean, you're just never going to get that. I mean, <laughs> no matter how they present it or whatever, you're never going to experience that for the first time. And that's heartbreaking because... I remember when I played through that game the first time, I was like, oh, God, that was crazy. That was that was one of the first games that was made in a way that it was told in a story with those cutscenes the way they were. Like you play and then cutscene, play and then cutscene. Oh, that's was, was one of the first ones that really did a great story for a video game. Yeah, I figured they were going to just, you know, I was the chosen one and I would eventually fight Revan for the longest time. And then it turns out that... Uh Spoiler alert, maybe? Is it is it still spoiler alert worthy? I mean, it has been like 20 years. I mean, years. it's been 20 years, so... You are Revan. Well, that, yeah, that's KOTOR 1. But KOTOR 2, you're not Revan. Yeah, I mean, KOTOR 2 was fine. I think the story was not nearly as good, but again, like Blake said, how do you do it that? It was incomplete. Twice? Yeah, they didn't have as much time or resources put into 2 either. You can tell. But but with that DLC coming out, we are going to get the ending that we apparently deserve. So that's great stuff. All KOTOR will be new for me anyway, so it'll be my first experience with it. Oh, I wish I could erase my memory and do it. Dude, I go through every year and replay that and replay those games. Well, on the Nintendo Switch, on it's not remastered on the Nintendo well, I go back and replay those games every year, so it still holds up for me. They are remastered to a point on the Switch. There's not they're they're more of a port, really. They they haven't done the actual full remake of the game yet. That's yeah, that hadn't happened yet, Diedrich. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to play it until then, I guess. Oh, you're talking about the actual full remake, Kotor remake. Oh, I see. Yeah, we we don't. That's not out. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That'd be great too. That's gonna be amazing because I I just. I wish we can get some more details about that game, honestly. Well, you might not be able to play as Revan, but you can definitely play as Darth Vader in Fortnite. Um, this season of Fortnite, the grand prize, if you get all the way up your battle pass, you can play as Darth Vader. And I want to tell you what, the Dork Wars boys are playing Fortnite almost every night, trying to grind up to get that Vader skin. Uh, we've been streaming some on uh, Dork Wars Gaming. Uh, me and Wesley personally won two nights ago. What, three games in a row? Yeah. Yeah, we was killing it, man. It was great stuff. And me, you, and Diedrich won one night. Yeah, the me, me, Diedrich, and Wesley won the other night. And I think we had won one before Diedrich got on. Like, it was crazy. We had, we've been having some crazy times on Fortnite lately. There is a rumor that we are going to get the legacy characters, i.e. Luke, Leia, and Han Solo as Fortnite skins. Uh, later this season, so we'll we'll see about that. Uh, that's a that's a rumor. Just again, Chewbacca gets gypped. No medal, no skin. Sad. No, no best friend. He's dead now. We still got Lumpy. Is Chewbacca dead? No, Han's dead. Oh, I was about to say, what what new canon have I been missing? <laughs> no, we said Chewbacca doesn't have a best friend. His best friend died. You know, that was that was one of the only parts that uh. I was sad. I, they killed off every character but Chewbacca. 
And when we when I thought they killed Chewbacca, I was like, dang, that was pretty dark. And then he didn't die. <laughs> and then he was still alive. He was still alive. Now it's time to get into the rumors portion of the episode. There is a rumor that we are going to get a third sister Reva Disney Plus show. And I know about the the mixed feelings on her character, and we're not going to spoil what happens with her character this episode yet. But um, I could see where they could give her a series. I could see how it would be interesting. And I will admit that the character has grown on me. Um, the past couple episodes. So, what, what do we think of this rumor, guys? I think it could be interesting. If it's a, if it's a prequel series, I think it would, it would fit really well. I'm not a fan. I just don't want any more content between episodes three and four. I'm done. Like we, we've got that time and space like pretty filled out. I just don't want any more of it. If we get more Hayden Christensen from it, then okay, cool, whatever. But yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really care to follow this Inquisitor path. Like, it doesn't interest me too much. Not an Inquisitor man, huh? <laughs> Depends what we're talking about. Well, the uh, the idea of the Inquisitors are great. I think it's a great concept. I like the Jedi hunting militia that the Empire has put together under Darth Vader. It's pretty cool. Um, I like what they do in Rebels. They're great antagonists for Rebels. Um, I like them in the Darth Vader series of comics. In this show, they fell flat for me, though, as a whole. All of them, really. I, it's been kind of the worst part for me about the show, except for Rev. I, I, like I said, I, she's grown on me the last two episodes. I've come to kind of like her character more. So, I don't know. I would I would watch. It, it really just depends on how, how they did it. I mean, if we get like another four or five episode series with her in it, sure. I don't mind a good story, as long as it's a good story. So another rumor that is uh, spinning around the rumor mill is that we're actually going to get a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, This has been knocking around for a couple of weeks. And I don't know. Can lightning strike twice? I think the the majority of the fan base really like this show or parts of the show. I mean, nothing's perfect. But... This show has gotten a, a lot more positive reaction, at least from what I've seen. More than Boba Fett, more than like the sequel trilogy, stuff like that. So I really think I don't know. I think they could do it. I just I just don't want them to spoil too much of the of what we know as canon. Because I think if they do too much more with this character, like it's it's gonna be too much. And the direction this season is going right now, there's not really a whole lot of room left to go. Um, you know, I think it's about to wrap up everything, every storyline from this season. So I don't know. I, I don't personally, I don't think there will be another season. I, I, I wish there would be, but I just don't see it right now. The only thing I could see is if Obi-Wan kind of continues on his path with helping maybe the Rebel Alliance later on or something. Maybe he goes on some more missions for them covertly. You know, maybe he does some stuff. That or maybe he does the uh, the training to get into the Qui-Gon finally. 
Right, that's one thing they've not touched on at all that everybody was like, hey, that's got to happen, right? So maybe they're saving that for a season two. Maybe it happens in this last episode and they don't spend a lot of time on it. I don't know. Yeah, they they haven't spent much time on that aspect of Obi-Wan's character. They have had it mentioned in passing a couple times. Like in that first episode, he wakes up in Qui-Gon, you know, talks about Qui-Gon and then I think it was maybe the beginning of episode three somewhere in episode three he calls out to him again and of course nothing happens so to me i think i think qui-gon's gonna show up for him in this last episode that's that's my thoughts at least i i don't know if they're if they're planning to do a season two though maybe they've rushed some stuff and are changing stuff if if they're gonna do a season two i think they're gonna leave it open-ended it's not like they all of a sudden are like obi-wan let's do season two I think they know already, and I think they knew before they released the first episode. They know that Obi-Wan is... The moneymaker. Like, the most loved characters from the prequels. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan is one of the best castings in Star Wars, period. And they know that it sells. So, if if there is a season two, I don't think that they came up with the idea because of the positive reaction to the show. I think they came up with the idea before the show even dropped. I could definitely see that. And I'm calling that... It is it is June the 16th, 2022, and I'm right, and I'm going to point back to this if... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that's just going to be the running joke now, isn't it? Yeah, at least for a little bit. We, we, at least for a little bit. You can change my intro from Grant the... Uh, from, <laughs> to Grant the... <clears throat> I'm always right, except when I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll have to decide... How to proceed forward That's with right. Grant in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that before we get to the main topic. But first, Dork Wars, the podcast, has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come. I'll show you. Open up this door. We've got Dork Wars, the t-shirt. We have Dork Wars, the hoodie. We have Dork Wars, the coffee cup. And yes, we even have Dork Wars, the spinning lightsaber inquisitorious thing that breaks in half and does all this. No, we don't have the crazy inquisitor lightsaber. That would be neat, but we don't have that technology. I would, I would love to say that we do. But even though you can't get a lightsaber on Dork Wars merchandise store, you can find a bunch of cool apparel and household items. We got phone cases. We got socks. We got all sorts of crazy stuff on there. So if you like uh, wearing Dork Wars wherever you go, check out the merchandise store. You can find that on our Dork Wars link tree. Just type that into Google. You can find us. You can also find us on DorkWarsPodcast.com where you can find links to the merchandise store, our YouTube channel, where we do Dork Wars Live every other Saturday night at 9.15 Eastern. Um, The next one will be on June 25th. We have Star Wars Dinks, the puppet from TikTok, is coming back to uh, talk finale of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Dork Wars Live on the 25th, so that's pretty cool. Uh, You can also find links to our podcast every streaming platform we're on is there so check out dorkwarspodcast.com check out the merchandise store and where dork wars the podcast wherever you go can i get a dork wars t-shirt with the timestamp of june, what, june <laughs> <laughs> i actually love that i'm probably going to make that because that would be fantastic Dork Wars the Podcast is also a part of a network of other geeky dorky podcasts and that is the red five network this podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. 
So tonight we are talking Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5. Hello there. So first things first, we want to give a spoiler warning from this point on. There are massive spoilers for Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5. If you have not seen the episode, just pause Dork Wars the podcast. Don't leave. Do do not close it out on your phone. You ain't got to do that unless you're watching, you know, Disney on your phone. But pause Dork Wars the podcast. Go watch Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5 and then come back and listen to our thoughts and feelings on this episode. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I have to point something out. And Grant, you knew this was coming, buddy. I am prepared. Come front and center. And we we all love you. And we're gonna play some audio real quick from our uh, episode two episodes ago, episode thirty four. This is timestamp forty four dash fifty. I did some editing just to. We we just got to listen to what Grant said two weeks ago. All I'm saying is, while, while we're here talking about this, I was right last week. You're all welcome. We're right about what? I don't remember. About that saying that the Grand Inquisitor was getting replaced, that the first one wasn't the one that we saw from Rebels, and I we was never. Correct. How are you correct about do that? We know how that? Do we you know how that? do you know that? It's uh, definitely yeah, a different. It's a different Grand Inquisitor in Rebels from this. It's okay when we get later on and we get confirmation that I was right. I will point you all back right here and say on June the second, twenty twenty two, Grant was right and you were all wrong. I'm gonna save this bit of audio just so when we find out that the Grand Inquisitor is still alive, I can play this audio and Grant will be like, <laughs> Boom. June the 2nd. It was a uh, an interesting day for me. Um, I experienced something I had never experienced before. I was wrong. Well, I mean, that's not quite true. I, I, I can give you a couple examples. We won't go into it on... That's a whole different podcast episode. There's a whole episode full of that. But Grant, you proclaimed that so boldly that I... I could not. I mean... <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I, I was listening to that right there, and that's definitely bold. That is... <clears throat> that, that Your overconfidence is your undoing. Yes. <laughs> are you, are you related to Dave Filoni? <laughs> I wish. Because then I could have told him to do that, because it would have been smarter. You're Grant Filonius. I think Grant. I think Grant is related to Mike Zero. Um, oh, throwing shade. Shots fired. I'm throwing shade. We, did, we didn't have to pull that out. Now that's, uh, that's oh. a little bit extreme. Oh no. He, he didn't say Snoke was Jar Jar confirmed. <laughs> so Grant, I do want to pick your brain a little bit here, and this is this is what we're going to talk about first: is the Grand Inquisitor. He's still alive. Um, much to Grant's uh, horror, I guess. So, Grant, after make after making that bold proclamation that that is not the same Grand Inquisitor, and I'll tell you on this, it was God, it was June the second. Doggone it! <laughs> what um, what are your thoughts and feelings on this, Grant? This is redemption time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where you kind of you you have you have to say something good here. 
I have a theory if Grant doesn't say what I'm going to say. So go ahead, Grant. My theory is that who I, I don't know what's what's Cedric's theory. I mean, my my big thing is that yeah, I was wrong here. He doesn't die here, but what's to say he doesn't die sometime in the next night or his time before Rebels starts and there is a different Grand Inquisitor. He's doubling down, doubling down. Grant, Grant, I'm Grant, doubling down. No, because like I say that because look at look at the characterization. Listen to this. It is June 16th at 9.43 p.m. And Grant is saying that it is still not. We've seen this man in this episode. It is still not the same guy. Grant is doubling down. Well, I mean, if you look at it, the characterization, and, and maybe I'm just getting too much faith in Disney, and that's that very possible with Disney. Um, the characterization between Rebels and this Grand Inquisitor is just different. It, it's not. It's not the same. And you know, I was hoping they would say, or they would, you know, kind of say, "Oh, it's two different Grand Inquisitors. They're just the same race. It's fine." But no, apparently it's not, and it's really disappointing. It, it makes me not like Disney even more with Star Wars, and I already did. But he he had the same. Yeah. He had the same head markings. I mean, he looks very similar. Yeah, but I mean, could have been the same race. And the only thing I can say to that, and this might be a saving grace, is that Obi-Wan is a very different character from here to A New Hope. Darth Vader even is a different character from here to A New Hope. We can even see that in this episode that these characters have some changing to do before we get to episode four. And that goes for the Grand Inquisitor too. I mean, and kind of a more of a real world explanation. We know that Rupert Friend did not watch any Rebels or any kind of media on this character before doing this performance. He openly said that. And that's terrible. Because he knew he was going to get pushback about his performance. Well, and I believe that's what we said at the beginning when we when we had that in our news that he did not um, like study the character at all. If he if it came off really well, if it came off like he knew what he was doing and the character was great, then no one was going to care, you know. But the fact that he said that and now the character is kind of he's different, um, not just his looks. And that's that's a whole different thing. That doesn't bother me that bad. But yeah, he, he does act a little different. He's a little bit more. In Rebels, he was menacing. It seemed like he was always one step ahead. Yeah, of, he was like, menacing. Yeah. Here he's just trying to be like sophisticated. I'm just like, why? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Why, why are you a Grand Inquisitor ahead of all these Inquisitors trying to be sophisticated? I get your work for the Empire and stuff, but like, really? That's, that's the thing that you want to have your character be known for? Sophistication as a, you know, Inquisitor, someone who uses the Force for the dark side, or at least uh, dark leaning? Really? Sophistication? Yeah. Well, he had that British accent in Rebels. I mean, he was... I, I think you could still classify his his appearance in Rebels as sophisticated, well, but he just doesn't seem yeah. as... But he doesn't have that same weight to his character here. He's yeah, just yeah like... I agree. And, and maybe that's the difference between live action and cartoon. I mean, uh, I, you know, just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Maybe maybe that's the difference. He, My thing is he's not as cartoony, and that's just because he's not a cartoon. I mean... Is that is that so wrong to say? Maybe that is how that character would be in live action. Well, we've seen other live action characters in Rebels, and they're not completely different from their personality in live action. Yeah, like Ahsoka. Yeah, I mean, but look at Ahsoka. Her personality is consistent throughout all three forms of media in which she's been in for Star Wars. 
Well, that's not true. She just grows. She goes from, because she's definitely not the same. Yeah, she grows. Yeah, but she grows. But look look at her Rebels persona to her persona that's there during, uh, you know, Mandalorian Season 2. It's the same. And I think Blake is arguing that, that maybe the Inquisitor has also had a bit of a, a character growth by the time we see him in Rebels, which is possible. Right. But he just seems like a weak yeah. character and a weak villain right now. Yeah, I, I think that they threw him into this show because they wanted the Inquisitors in something prime time. You know, they, they're they in Rebels, and that's probably the most prominent piece of media that they're in before Obi-Wan. And then after that, you have them in the Vader comics and in Fallen Order, the video game, which, I mean, not all Star Wars fans play the video games. I mean, that's, you know, that's just the truth. And there's there's tons of fans who knew nothing about Inquisitors before Obi-Wan. And I'm not saying it's all of them. Us diehard fans obviously knew about them. Um, but there are, you know, just casual fans who are like, what's an Inquisitor? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and there are some fans who just watched Rebels and know them from Rebels. And there are some who are like us who play the games and watch the shows and know all about Inquisitors because they they just deep dive into everything Star Wars. So I don't know. I think they took a gamble putting the Inquisitors in here. I'm I'm glad that they did put Inquisitors in here. I just wish they would have done them a, a little bit better. I just don't think they're getting the justice that they deserve, except for Reva. I think Reva's actually doing a better job now than she was doing at the beginning of the series. She's Like I said earlier in this episode, she is growing on me. She's definitely had some character growth. I still don't think she's a very good villain, or maybe she's not even a, a she's not villain even, anymore. She, she might, might be more be of an anti-hero at this point. But I yeah. still don't, I don't want a whole series with her. Right. And I can get that. Yeah, and to y'all's point, you know, she started off, I didn't like her, but then the only case, the only scenario I would like her if she was, if she was uh, being a double agent and not actually an Inquisitor, which that seems to be the case now. Um, well, so it's I not like that her. she's a double agent. She's just using the Inquisitorious to get to Vader. Right. Like, she's using that, and she's still dark side. Like, she's not light side at all anymore. I mean, she's drawn into her hate for vader hold up so can we have this debate real quick so if you're bad but like if you're if you're a dark side and you kill darth vader does that make you dark still yeah yes she's doing it for the wrong because reasons it, she she gave into her own hate yeah i mean think think about palpatine he killed his master and he's still you know sith a villain yeah but the the thing is, Reva wants to kill Darth Vader because he killed her friends. She hates Vader for that. And when you give in to hate, you give in to the dark side. It's like Yoda says in episode two, um, ang- uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to the dark side. It's also reflective when we see Kenobi sparring with Anakin and, uh, you know, and he tells Anakin that he's way too, uh, you know, he's trying to kill him when a Jedi is supposed to defend life. Yeah, he he, I really like those scenes. I know that I know that Anakin looks like he's forty. I get that, and you know. Oh, so we're talking about that now. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Well, yeah, and we yeah, just that, bled right into it. And Obi One, uh, Obi One looks pretty good, but his hair, it, it's still yeah, it, it's a little off. It's a little off. His look in Episode Two was a little weird though, because half that movie he has a fake beard, so. 
you know, at least he's an adult by the time episode two comes around. So he's only going from 30 something to what, 50 something. I don't know how old he yeah. McGregor is, but so it's, you know, when you're in that range, it's easy to kind of de-age to a, a, a degree and look pretty much on point. Yeah. But yeah. like Anakin's trying to look like he's 17, 19, somewhere in there. So a later teenager yeah. and he just does not look the part. I was telling the guys earlier all. in our group chat. I think the scene would have gone on a lot better if it was happening like right before the siege of Coruscant in Episode Three. Maybe they were sparring on a on a star destroyer on their way in to save Palpatine or something. Right before yeah. Episode Three, where the hair would be longer, he would look a little more mature. At least he's in his like early twenties. And you got the hair in the face, so you can kind of you know because those scenes where he's uh, killing the younglings and stuff. And yes, we do get that in this episode. That's freaking dark. He's got his hood up. It's a little harder to to tell the, right. the ankles because it's kind of dark. That was fine. But when we, he was sparring with Obi-Wan, you could really tell this is an adult man. Like, <laughs> this guy's older than Obi-Wan actually was at the time uh, of episode two. So it was just, it, it threw me out. It was a, it was a Freddie P- Prince Jr. in the first episode of Bad Batch as Caleb did. Exactly. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> hey, Master. I'm here to spar with you. Hey, Master. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I I didn't mind that they didn't de-age him that much. You know, I didn't mind it because as fans of Star Wars and Obi Wan, like we know what the deal is. We we understand the actor's situation and how much time has passed. So that that didn't bother me. There just seems to be something every episode that throws me out. You know, listen, either graphically or the characters being old or something. Something throws me out of of the scene. It's, it's just not quite cinematic. I don't know. But Anakin, Anakin being like 40 looking, I don't know, how old is Hayden Christensen? He's He's got to be close to 40. He's got to be close to 40, yeah. 41. Um, But yeah, I think with the de-aging they did to Mark Hamill, like, dude, dude looks pretty much like he did in um, Return of the Jedi, minus the dead eyes, minus the dead eyes. No, hard, hard Dude, look disagree. At, Mark Hamill, no, no, Mark no, no, Hamill no. looked a lot better. That's what I said. That's what I just said. Oh, then 100% agree. <laughs> he didn't listen. He just heard this, this, this. Okay, I'm fine. No, I, I, I thought you said. I thought you were saying the opposite. Andrew's not here. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna be this. He's just ready to disagree. <laughs> I don't care what Blake says. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree for the following reasons. Yes, Mark Hamill DAs as Luke Skywalker in um, Book of Boba Fett was amazing. It was pretty good in The Mandalorian Season 2, but it was really good in Book of Boba Fett. I don't think they put the same amount of time into Anakin Skywalker being DH'd. And I think they could have. I think they could have done a great job with it. I, I don't know why they didn't. I feel like Kenobi hasn't had the budget that Season 2 of Mando or Book of Boba Fett had. Which is weird because you would think if there's one project that is going to succeed out of anything Disney Plus ever, it's going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi show because that's something that the fans have wanted. I mean, since episode three wrapped, period. And also it brings the OT trilogy people in with the prequel trilogy people because it's got this timeline where you're seeing Obi-Wan still looking prequel-esque but fighting stormtroopers, which is something a lot of people love. I know that. Yeah, it kind of meets us all in the middle. It's, it's amazing. But I, I don't know. I don't know why, and I don't want to spend so much time on talking about why well, didn't they get, get the wrinkles out of Hayden Christensen's face? Whatever. Okay, we can get over it. You know, it did kind of take me out for a second. But overall, 
I like those scenes. Those scenes were great. It was a great thing to see, and, and the lesson went along with the episode very well. Yeah, I think they did a better job with the flashbacks here than Book of Boba Fett did, for sure. And I like seeing, I know you said, like, maybe on a Star Destroyer, Empire, or Revenge of the Sith era, I do like them being on Coruscant. I like, I, I love the scenery. It was, it was beautiful. It was great. Yeah, it starts the scene off like he's just staring back at, um, at Padme's uh, tower in the background. You know what I mean? So, then, uh, and then also he had, like, the Padawan, uh, Braid in his hair and the blue lightsaber still. So yeah, good, good, nice yeah. touches. What I would like to see is like maybe he's training him and he's about to go take his tri- uh, the trial to become a Jedi. And I, I think that would have been a perfect time for this kind of flashback. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere between, I think somewhere between Attack of the Clones and, and Episode Three would have been really good. Oh, you know, one thing that's interesting I, I saw in that fight scene, Obi Wan. Obi-Wan takes a stance that he takes in episode two with his lightsaber when he's fighting Count Dooku. Like, he starts off with his lightsaber pretty extended with, a, with his right hand, like, pointing at Anakin, basically trying to get the space. That's a move he uses in episode two against Dooku. It doesn't go as well against Dooku, but... Yeah. He definitely, he definitely thwarted Anakin with it. And I like how, like you said, Diedrich, these flashbacks went with the episode as it went along and by the time we get to the end of the episode where vader is taking down that that star destroyer and i'll talk about that in a second because that was amazing uh where he's taking out not the star destroyer but that ship the ship um, the transport transport. yeah the transport it kind of comes full circle if they never fight again in this series which we know that they do they're they're fighting next episode period i know that's going to happen are you sure? Are you so sure? Are you going to time, date, stamp it? I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to date, stamp it. We had rumors that there's two fights. Well, we've seen two. I believe that there will be another fight. We hadn't seen two fights against Darth had, Vader. No. Obi-Wan didn't really fight Vader in this episode. No, he didn't. Um, there, was, there were tactics. They kind of played... They're kind of playing battleship with each other at this point. In this episode, they're they're playing strategically against one another, but they did not fight. I I think they'll have another fight next episode. I am not going to be as bold as Grant on the second of June, uh, twenty twenty two, but um, I think they'll fight again. But even if they didn't fight, this this kind of leans into that line from A New Hope where he says, "When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master." And we know that Darth Vader in A New Hope is definitely more conscious about distractions and really he's calculating. He gets everything right. He has all his ducks in a row. He knows everything when he goes into a situation in a way that Anakin Skywalker never did. Anakin Skywalker is foolhardy. He goes in with lightsabers ablazing. And this Darth Vader still has some of that Anakin Skywalker in him. And I think from this point on, he's learned the lesson. He now knows that he has to not get distracted, but take everything into account, every single thing. And, and, that, and that's what he gets from that, from that lesson from Obi-Wan. I feel like, of course, it calls back to it because we get the flashbacks. But this whole episode is, is, the, is a character development for Darth Vader. Like, the way that Darth Vader is in A New Hope is because of this episode. Now, talk about character development. That's all this series is. Character development. 
but it's, it's character development that we like to see because the characters are so different from Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. It's great to see this middle ground. I mean, literally right in the middle of the time period. It's great to see. Yeah. Yeah, so talking about like the flashback to the training and talking about the character development for Darth Vader, in some ways I do agree with, with your characterization of that, but also I think... He, he still got outclassed by his master. You know, Obi-Wan played him again. You know, he, he did. Because in the flashback, he talks about, like, your drive for, like, to, to get the kill. You know, your anger yeah. is going to blind you. And in that case of the, trans, the, the, the false transport, he went all in on that. And he was blind to the smaller transport that escaped. Yeah, he used all his force powers against that first one. Yeah, we're saying the same thing here, Wesley, because that's what I think. I think he learned the lesson from Obi-Wan in this episode. He didn't learn it back as Anakin oh, Skywalker. Gotcha. He definitely learned gotcha. it this episode. And that's why the Vader we see in the original trilogy is so cold, calculating, and has everything in line. He knows what's going to happen before it happens most of the time because he's taking everything into account. And that's because of this episode. He learns from his master, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. statement. He's, I mean, let's be honest, Obi-Wan's still teaching this man after all this time. Dude, guy's on the other side of the force, and he's still teaching him. i tell you what, Obi-Wan. You're my brother, Anakin. And we're not going to finish that. Not here. Yep, they said it. We're not, we're not going to do this. That's, that's like 10 minutes of dialogue, Grant. We don't have time for that. This is true. Um, but, oh, uh, another thing that happened in that warehouse, though, that I found was cool, was uh, Obi-Wan looking at the lightsabers and the Jedi robes. Yeah. Yeah, well, all these people are part of the path, right? These, this is not the Rebel Alliance. This is just a underground railroad for those who are against the Empire slash Jedi. That is correct. Yeah, but it's just cool to see all the different lightsabers and all of the, you know, robes that are there from the people that are leaving their Jedi past behind to try and, you know, just survive and get, get along uh, with their lives as best they can. Um, oh, so, okay, I, didn't, I did not interpret the robes and lightsabers being there as other Jedi were amongst them. Not there, but like had been there and they left them there. So that way they couldn't. Oh, be tracked. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Either that or they died. That's pretty dark, but this, this, yeah. this, this whole show is pretty dark. I mean, this episode and you know, I made the allegory of a six part series of Obi-Wan Kenobi. There are six movies in the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, which he's in. This has probably been the darkest episode, I think, of, of so far. And Empire Strikes Back is one of the darker ones in the in the uh, the original six. Uh, I think episode three was darker in the series. Wherever he killed, when when Darth Vader killed all those townsfolk just for no reason, that was like the darkest thing I've seen in a while. Yeah, but that's episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, okay, still pretty dark right. here. Yeah, he stabs a child. We see we seen him stab children in this episode. Listen, we'll get to the Younging Slayer 9000 in a little bit. For now, we have to ask and see if anyone recognized any of those lightsabers. So, Quinlan Voss's lightsaber is among those, it seems. One that looks like his, at least. It might not be his, but it looks like his, and I hope it's not. How do you know what it looks like from the comics? I've never seen his lightsaber. Uh, he, they were Clone Wars. Oh. One, it, it, it. It resembles it, and it's one that Obi that, like they kind of focus on a little bit. It might not be his. I hope it's not. We know Quinlan has been with this group at some point because the markings on the wall, right? 
Yeah, and he's not he's not left the group to go hide. Like he's actively helping the group. So I, I think I think we're gonna get they name dropped Quinlan Voss for a reason. They didn't just name drop him to just you know, oh, he was a Jedi here. I would a hundred percent rather see a Quinlan Voss series than a Reva series. I agree with that. Hundred percent. I got enough I got enough of Reva's story in this show. Even up to this point, like we now know where she came from, we know her motivation, and this is all going to come to a head next episode, supposedly, hopefully. So, if her if her story ends next episode, I have enough on Reva to get it. And you know, that's just me. I would love to see some Quinlan Voss action, though. Can we talk about the uh, the Bail Organa message on the little uh, communicator we saw in episode one? We that can. was that was a little bizarre to me because Bale was like, "Remember, we're trying to be quiet, but I'm scared. Here's all the information. I I can't handle the quiet. So let me go ahead and send a message that may get captured by the Empire. Not smart, Bale. Bale is normally pretty smart and pretty calculating, and he waits for his right time to strike and whatnot. But this was not a bit like this was not a good move. He was dumb one time, and that's because of plot. That's why. Yeah." We got to get Reva to Tatooine for a, uh, for a showdown where Obi-Wan is going to save Luke from Reva or something. The reason I would think Bale is uh, doing that, I mean, he's, you know, he's worried about his daughter at that point. I mean, if it was your kid on the line, wouldn't you do something dumb or whatever you could to try and get to him? Not that way. It, it reminds me of like a clingy girlfriend I had. You know, I'll tell her exactly where I'm going to be and what time I'm going to be there. And then like one hour later, hey, where are you? Hey, I haven't heard from you. Are you there? And then, oh my gosh, you haven't replied in two hours. I'm calling the police. You know, just like crazy. <laughs> and that was the year no one heard from Wesley. Yeah. yeah. That was a dark, that was a dark time. Dark times. I should have called the police. I didn't. I should have. You should have. I thought you were my oh, bros. Me. <laughs> we knew where you were. We just couldn't get to you. <laughs> That's right. Dude, she would, she would have slit our throats, man. It's a dark time. I mean, she would have youngling slayer 9,000 us. Hmm, she sure would have. Um, but yeah, Bill Organa kind of given his whole plan over the message, and then Obi-Wan just leaves it out there. Like, he didn't even try to destroy the thing. Well, I, I think he thought it was with... He thought it was with the other guy. I can't remember his name, but the famous actor. Rourke. Rourke? Oh, Rourke. Sure, the guy, who's, the guy who's pretending to be a Jedi. No, no, no. Uh, oh, a uh, oh. uh, something like that. Yeah, whatever that guy's name was, he left it with him, and then that guy dropped it. So Obi Wan's probably assuming that that guy still has it, even though he doesn't. And I think he now knows because he felt it in the Force when they were on the ship heading out that something was not right. And I think he now knows that Luke's in danger. Yeah, he kind of glossed over it with everybody else, but he he knows. And this thing comes to a head on Tatooine. So are we gonna get Vader and Obi Wan fighting each other on Tatooine? Like that's highly doubt. I don't know though. I think Reva's gonna go grab Luke and and go from there. No, I think he's gonna he's gonna try to make the drop off with Leia. He'll have to stop Vader somehow from getting to Leia or or learning about Leia, and then he'll have to run back to Tatooine. And I think the finale will be a, a showdown between him and Reva. Well, I'll tell you this: if these episodes are as long as they have been, that is a whole lot to go on in such a little time. 
Well, you know they move fast. Like Book of Boba Fett has a so much stuff in that last episode. There is the the giant robots, the Rancor, the flying jetpack. Like, but I feel the pacing has been better in this show, and I hope that they keep that pacing because it, and it still is a little fast for me. I mean, I'm not going to say the pacing is perfect in this show. It's definitely better than Book of Boba Fett. I think we can all agree on that. But. I mean, still, that would be too rushed for me. Like, okay, we're going to fight Vader for like a minute and a half. It's like, bye, I'm the master, you're the apprentice. And like, is that going to happen? I, I don't know. I I, th- I I can't imagine Vader being back on Tatooine before episode four. That would just almost completely ruin a lot for me. Like, he would almost know that there was a reason he was there at that point. So Okay, but... He's literally within spitting distance of Leia. Well, I guess not spitting distance, but force hurling distance of Leia and doesn't realize his daughter's in the room. Okay. He doesn't realize it's his daughter when he's torturing her on the Death Star. Yeah, that's George Lucas's fault. I think. And but one thing that this show shows us is that Leia has resistance to being probed by the force. That's true. That is. You know what? I didn't think of that, Diedrich. That that may be the whole reason that she doesn't on in in a new hope maybe it's like maybe she's using the force as like a a second nature kind of thing like it's she's not meaning to do it she's just doing it her powers have always been very soft powers that were really strong but she couldn't always like articulate use them, them like yeah. yeah like push them into one specific point but she always had like this strange ability with people um and then eventually she can you know fly in space <laughs> yeah, let's Listen, not talk about that. She's gonna pull a uh, pull a Superman. She's Mary Poppins. I'm just gonna fly in space, guys. I don't know. I I don't know what kind of showdown we're gonna get, but I hope I hope it's a good one. I think it will be good. Um, regardless of what they do, I think I think it's gonna be more of like a three way fight, uh, more so than one on one. I think it's gonna be mainly one on one, and then Reva's gonna die, and Obi Wan's gonna get like no, and you know, kind of finish or kind of you know beat vader and that's going to be kind of it and i hope i I don't really hope this because i want the character to be gone but i kind of hope reva meets her end at the hands of vader next episode i'm calling it i think that's going to happen i'm not going to double down yeah but i think that's going to happen obviously we do not see her in rebels i don't i don't think so because i think why would they show a reva v vader showdown again she's so easily beaten by vader in this episode that it makes no sense it's a waste of time we don't need to see a rematch well that's what i'm saying she shows up and she gets killed like it's like she just dies she gets killed oh okay okay yeah i'm not saying they're gonna have like any substantial battle i think it's more along the lines of what grant's saying there's gonna be a three-way battle between vader obi-wan and reva i think that's gonna happen we they've kind of set this up where you know, we get all of Reva's backstory. She was a Jedi at, or she was a Jedi youngling at the at the academy. Like I said, I called that, and I called that on. I probably called that on June second too, but I didn't say it. Um, you gotta be bold with it, Blake. Be bold. If Reva comes back, Reva will have survived a hold to the chest. And so will the Grand Inquisitor, but not Qui-Gon Jinn. I was about to say, like, that's the same stab on the Inquisitor that Qui-Gon got, yet Qui-Gon went down like a wimp. Okay, who's who's not to say that Reva has two stomachs? I'm just kidding. Well, she did get stabbed. She's been stabbed like that twice. She got stabbed like that when she was a kid. Did you not see the flashback? She's been getting stabbed her whole life. Okay, wh- what is this nonsense? 
anyone who gets stabbed like that doesn't die except for Qui-Gon Jinn apparently like what and so there's there was a debate like did Darth Vader purposely not kill Reva again I don't know he could have easily sliced her I think he just I think it's more like a I'll leave you to die. There's nobody else here who's going to save you. I'm going to let you like suffer. Okay, but he did that the first time. He d- he did that in the Jedi Temple, and she survived. And she became an Inquisitor just to kill him. <laughs> she she can't survive the same wound twice. Oh, apparently, I bet she can. I bet she does. I bet she does. I mean, just look at that way. Listen, I mean, let's just forget it. Qui Gon Jinn's obviously the weakest Jedi we've ever seen. Um, oh, and whoa, that's whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. Stop it, Grant. Are you calling that? Are you calling that on June the 16th, 2022? And it was, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say it because if an Inquisitor can freaking survive it. Live action, I would agree. Live action Jedi, maybe. Not, not in the Clone Wars. If you look at all those other Jedi that got owned by Savage Opress or, or Grievous or whoever else. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm being hysterical about it because it makes no sense how Qui-Gon Jinn dies to it and all these other characters. It's just like, oh, it's just another, you know, Tuesday. Well, my, my theory that I never got a chance to, to say, I guess I forgot, but <laughs> I think what happens here with the Grand Inquisitor is what we see in the comics. Now, I think he has been br- brought back much like how we see Palpatine being brought back by Secrets of the Sith or whatever they want to throw away line. And... That's part of the reason why we see him in the comics, and he's not able to be one with the Force. He's drawn to that Sith temple, right? Or is it the Jedi temple? Whatever. Some temple he's, like, been bound to protect in the comics after death. Yeah, he's been bound to a Jedi temple. Yeah. And I think now, I think him being brought back, whatever that process was, I think that's what now binds him to the service of the Emperor Vader beyond death. And that's why he says that there are things scarier than death in Rebels. Yeah, I think I think that would be a cool twist, and that's something I don't think they would ever put in a TV show. I think that's something they'd left unsaid, but I bet you it would, it would be in a comic. So, after this, I'm not calling it like Grant on June the 2nd, but I think, I bet you there's a Grand Inquisitor comic that comes out shortly after this, this wraps, maybe the next year or so, where we see... The- uh, that's something I don't, I probably wouldn't watch, honestly. But I bet you we see what happens. We find out how he survived. We find out why he's bound to that temple because we never get a clear explanation of why he's bound there. We we don't get that. And that's and that's in a comic as well. Luke fights the Grand Inquisitor in a comic at a Jedi temple, his spirit at least. So I, f- I feel like that's something... Star Wars always fleshes out everything, whether they do it in a, a great way or not, not so great way. They always flesh it out. And I think that this is a comic thing. We're, we're going to find that out in a comic. I'd agree. So, this has been a great episode. I know we haven't really talked much about like the beginning of the episode because it... I don't know. All the, all the great stuff is in that back half. But seeing Darth Vader take that transport out. Oh my gosh. He, it was very uh, reminiscent of The Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah, and of course it happens. It also happens in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Ray does that as well with a smaller transport. But Vader holding that transport and then bringing it down and then just ripping everything out of it. And of course there was nothing in it. But just the, that display of power was amazing. I love seeing this Vader. And the and the Reva Vader fight was awesome. 
Yes, she got owned. Who was flying that ship? I, I wonder that too. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, auto, auto, autopilot? They got autopilot, right? Oh, they have autopilot, so they couldn't just do that in uh, episode eight? Look, dude, they didn't have a droid. Are you saying Holdo made a sacrifice for no reason? Yes, I am saying that. They could just put a droid on there. Maybe she loved droids the way that Leia does, okay? I'll bet you there was a droid piloting that ship or something. I don't know. But something happened, or somebody sacrificed themselves, and they are not important enough to put on the TV screen. I actually have one more question. So there's, I can't remember the, the woman's name. But she is the spy that is a Tala. Uh, Tala. Tala. Or Tava. Tala. Yeah, we have not given her her due. We really have not. She has that her. She has her thermal woman. detonator that she she uses to save everybody and sacrifice herself. But you know that's a grenade. She could have thrown that. That's what I was saying. I was just like, and she's had she had it the, she had it the whole time. She could have thrown that when they were all in formation. That's true. But she closed herself off from everything else already. She could have. Th- they were all the stormtroopers were standing in a very tight formation right outside the gate, and she had it the whole time. Pop that bad boy early. Let's make this yeah. fight a little more, you know, a little easier. And she could have survived that. She probably got some burns because that thing when it when that thermal detonator went off, dude, that thing packed a punch though. Well, everybody in Star Wars is scared of a thermal detonator. That thing yeah. apparently is not just a standard grenade. I mean, it's apparently <laughs> like a little a bomb kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, she she would have got hurt at least. Yeah, poor Tala and Ned B. We barely knew you, but you will yeah. be missed. Rip. <laughs> um, but I know we just talked about Tala, but I really want to go back to that Vader Reva fight. I di- I didn't talk enough about that because, yes, Reva got owned, but Vader's just display of aggressiveness was peak like he he didn't even fight her with a lightsaber he she she whirls a lightsaber at him and he stops it with the force he's literally fighting lightsaber on force and just stopping all of her blows then takes her lightsaber breaks it in half gives her half of the lightsaber gives her a lightsaber there you go <laughs> duels her takes her knocks her lightsaber out gives it to herself and i thought we were gonna get the count dooku head chop i really did I thought that's where this was going. Toying with her. He was just... He was brutal. Just shows the difference in strength. Oh, yeah. Vader is... We know that Vader is not at his full full potential because of the robotic limbs. Like, Anakin is stronger than Vader, potentially, right? But Vader is still a beast. He still has such a connection to the Force. And we see it here. Like, I don't know. Th- this Vader, I don't, I don't know why this Vader can't take on Palpatine. I understand Palpatine's powerful, but, ah, man, this Vader is so ruthless. I, I love this. Obviously, he had a detonator, a thermal detonator, put into Darth Vader's suit, so he can't turn against him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good failsafe. He's already pissed off in this moment because he got duped by Obi-Wan with the transport situation. And then, then uh, Reva's going to try her attack right then in that moment. And yeah. 10 for 10. Don't recommend. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, that is a, a heck of a time for Vader to learn his lesson from Obi-Wan, right? Because he, he took everything into account and ripped Reva apart. Like, So, 
Okay, speaking of Reva, so she got the message right from um Bail Organa, and so is she is she mad at Obi Wan now? Like I, I'm kind of curious to see what her next move is with this. So Reva's motivations. This is another thing we get in this episode that is phenomenal. I love seeing this. This is what proved Grant wrong in two episodes ago. Um, but we find out that Reva hates Anakin for killing her friends in the Jedi Temple. Then we find out that she hates Obi-Wan because he trained Anakin. And it's his fault that Anakin turned to the dark side. And he was there at the temple and did not come to find out if anyone was saved. He didn't, he didn't try to find any younglings that survived. Him and Yoda just went about trying to kill Vader and the Emperor. That, that is why she hates Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, her next move is for revenge against Obi-Wan, and now she knows that Obi-Wan was guarding actually two kids at this point. Right. And, I'm, and I was kind of half right on this, because I said before that I think that Reva is going to turn against Vader, that she's using the Inquis- Inquisitors to fight against Vader, but I also thought that she was bringing Obi-Wan in to help her. That's not true. She still hates Obi-Wan. She still wants to kill that guy. But I think by the end, I think we're going to get like a, a Reva Obi-Wan team up against Vader. That's what I think. I know Diedrich thinks something separate and that's okay. But I think we're, I think they're going to end up fighting Vader. Listen, we're all entitled to be wrong. <laughs> not you, Grant. You, you went a little over the line. You were so bold, man. So bold. Listen, man, I was, I had faith. I shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> But I think that the uh, the Reva Obi One dynamic is going to be, you know, the enemy of your enemy is your friend, right? So they're going to kind of join forces to fight Vader. I think Reva's going to die, and I think that's going to spur Obi One to a victory. So there you have it. That's what I think. Just me. One inconsistency I would like to point out is that her lightsaber was broken into two, and then at the very end of the episode, she's grabbing on a whole Inquisitor lightsaber. Maybe the Grand Inquisitor dropped that. his, man. Like, he's clumsy. It was on his back. It was on his back. You can see it as he's walking away. It can probably go back together. <laughs> maybe. He's been stabbed. Maybe it, fell, maybe it fell off. Okay? You're right, though. That is an inconsistency. That's, that's one of those little things. I didn't notice that. Honestly, I didn't notice that. I watched it again today and prep for the uh, pod, and I was like, hmm, I didn't notice that the first time. Yeah. Did he break the two lightsabers, or I think it's like they separate. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they separate be- and they go back. Yeah, yeah, they will separate. That's true. But th- when have we ever seen them separate? They do separate. How do you know that? We've seen lightsabers do it before, haven't we? Or am I imagining I, things? I, th- I think we've seen an Inquisitor one. Not, the, not the Inquisitor lightsaber. When? The fact that Vader was holding both like this and they're both still operational and not like, not broken. Though. Darth Maul's could still be operational when they were split, even though that was one solid lightsaber. Yeah, and so so did uh so did um Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis's gets broken like that in in Fallen Order, and it and it's still functional. I'm not saying that they they don't come apart. I th- I think that they may, and I don't know how I know that, Diedrich. I will give you that. I don't know. We will have to follow up. We are not going to say we're going to point back to this moment and we were right and you were wrong, because you may very <laughs> well be right. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not that serious. It's just like a detail. I like, think it's interesting. Yeah. I think they can come apart, but even if they can, I don't know why he would bother putting them back together and leaving them there for her to pick up if she happened to survive. 
Right. That's that's kind of weird. Like that. It's corny. Crazy. It's corny, and yeah. it is stupid for the sake of the plot. Well, the spinning lightsaber is pretty corny in itself. Yes, and I, <laughs> I don't know. When we saw it first in Rebels, we were all kind of kind of jaw dropping. It's just kind of old hat at this point. Grant, you you were like ten. Okay, you were jaw dropped. We were just like that was kind of. Uh, Doesn't matter, man. You can't tell me the first time you saw that you couldn't say, "Ooh, that's cool." No. Like, eh. I'll tell you the first time I saw Darth Maul ignite a second blade. My I was. 10, 11, my jaw dropped to the floor. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But I was not impressed with, ever with these Inquisitor lightsabers. I was never, I was never impressed either, Grant. I saw Rebels much older. I was much older. I was, you watched the original run. I watched them after all of them had come out. So I was, I was probably in my early 20s when I saw Rebels the first time. And I, I just didn't care for it. I didn't like it. I didn't like those lightsabers. Poor Grant. I'm just saying, man, like they're sitting there flying with it. Like, why is it? Why is you not that not? I mean, it was completely unique at the time when they first introduced it. We should call this the We Craft On Grant episode. <laughs> like, poor Grant. He can't I even mean, have an opinion on lightsabers. I love you, man. But yeah, I, th- I think that we've covered like the best parts of this episode. And we also got some some Leia knowing how to work mechanical stuff. That's kind of a draw, uh, um, callback to her being Anakin's daughter. She's good with mechanics. That's cool to see. I like that. It wasn't it wasn't overly stated. It was kind of a subtle thing, like, yeah, I can do that, blah, 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 blah. Nice little callback. We also get the callback to she's as intuitive as her brother about restraining bolts. She takes the restraining bolt off of Lola, and she's now a good droid again. So that's great. I, I didn't want to see Lola die. She's a cute little droid. Other than that, I think we have put this thing to bed. These are the best parts of this episode, um, the, the highlights, if you will. So let's get right into the ratings. Grant, first to you. And, you know, you have an opinion, and on you're not wrong. Okay, your opinion's your opinion. I'm not going to say you're wrong on this in a later episode. But what is your rating on Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5? 1 out of 10. I would probably say it's an enjoyable... It's an enjoyable 8. Uh, the beginning's a little slow, but like once it picks up at the end, it, it picks up. Um, you know when they when the Empire kind of storms in, it gets good, and then Vader shows up and does the awesomeness that is Darth Vader at this point. And uh, I enjoyed it at that point, and so uh, definitely something I'm going to go back and probably rewatch at some point to uh, to get a you know enjoyment out of and just kind of watch it, enjoy, get a good Star Wars. Th- this entire series is so far has just been something that I actually will go back and rewatch. Which is not cannot be stated for other other series that have come out recently. Yeah, it's been a good series overall. I know we've all had our our minor issues with it, but on the whole, it's been a great series to me. Wesley, your rating one out of ten for Obi Wan Kenobi Part Five. Okay, yeah, this is probably the worst episode I've seen yet. Like, it's just terrible. What? No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. No. Are you saying that on June the sixteenth, twenty twenty two, and point back? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, I, pr- I say that because this is gonna be my first ten out of ten. Yeah, I don't give those out easily, but I give it here. No, you don't. My criteria for judging Star Wars is: Does it feel like Star Wars? Does it smell like Star Wars? And does it taste like it? And it does. We get it all here. I don't have much complaints. We get some flashbacks from the past. We get some presents. We get some good stories, some good action. And I'm excited to watch 
the next episode but this penultimate episode was on fire and i enjoy it i'm looking forward to next episode again um hopefully we get some qui-gon gen in there and yeah let's wrap it up and 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 now now i want to know what star wars tastes like oh my god it tastes like hope it sure hope. does <laughs> what the heck does that taste like hope, hopefully it's like salty caramel i love salty caramel Diedrich, what is your rating for obi-wan kenobi episode five one out of ten going with the seven solid seven i liked it um i had a few issues with it which is why it's not higher but still better than i think several of the other episodes so far yeah i can agree with that the the high points were high right the high points were just there and some of the lower points didn't fall as low as some other low points in the series but they still kind of drag drag down what's going on for me so i'm gonna give this episode an 8.5 out of 10 and i really enjoyed this episode i I love the high points but i think they kind of wasted some things like tala as a character i think she had more she could do i I hate that we we kind of we're just getting to know her now she's gone. I, I don't like that. I think she went out in a dumb way, and that was a missed opportunity. It's yeah. fine if you wanted to kill her off, but I think there was a better way to have her use maybe her officer knowledge. Yeah, or something. I agree. You know, make make it a meaningful death instead of and anybody could have gone in there and held a thermal detonator to their chest that, and just like ran that into loader the crowd, droid. You know, that loader droid could have done that. I mean. Well, the problem was at that point the droid was already shot and down. It was just providing cover for her. Well, I get that, but I mean, but it, it could have earlier. Yeah, it it could have. But she was wasted. I I don't really care about the ro- uh, gosh, what's that guy's name? The leader of the path, Roken. Roken. Yeah, cool name. I like the name. I just don't. I don't really care about him very much. I mean, we we've only seen him like delve out minor orders to people, and that that's it. He he could have he could have been the one to hold the thermal detonator and sacrifice himself, and I would have been way more okay with it. That guy, no, he's all about saving himself. He he wouldn't sacrifice himself for other people. Dang, like his character is like. uh, Can you tell me I'm wrong? He he was more concerned about himself and going going and saving Leia. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about the character. I don't know enough about the character to tell you that. I think he's concerned about his his little path, his his little organization, his sub rebellion. Listen, man, my path is the way. He doesn't want the empire to catch them and kind of lose all that he's built. I get that, but just because of one person. I mean, this is one Jedi, and he's seen how many? We, you know, yeah. there's hundred, uh, a whole box full of lightsabers and clothes. I mean, he's seen several at this point. But that Obi Wan, you know that Obi Wan, he hits different, brother. He hits different. I think he's. I think in many ways he's a foil to Saul Guerrero. He really, he kind of is. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna paint that that similarity there. He he does remind me of Saul Guerrero a lot. Yeah. Well, no, I think he's the opposite though. He's always he's a little timid. He's not willing to just jump into a fight where Saul's like, "Yeah, where's the Empire? Point at him." He's just got his blaster out, ready to like go no matter what, no matter the losses, no matter the sacrifice. Yeah. He's gonna. This do guy's it. thinking the long game. Yeah. And I am interested to see where this character goes because we've never seen him in any other media. And I think that this path is kind of... It's it's one of those organizations that probably becomes part of the rebellion later on. 
That's what I'm thinking. That later down the road, like Mon Mothma, this guy, you know, all these things kind of come together and formed a rebellion. And I think we're going to find that out in some kind of show. We're, we're going to find this out. This is not the last we've heard of the path, for sure. They got speeders. They do got speeders. So somehow they, there's a connection there. The rebels have speeders. They have speeders. Speeders. That's all I know. Speeders. Well, this air was a- speeders, not snow speeders. Air speeders. Got to make the distinction. They're different. not to be confused with speeder bikes from episode six either. Or those really weird Vespa things from Book of Boba Fett. So, Kenobi episode five, great episode. I cannot wait to see where this finale goes. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be epic. So tune in in two days. Two days from now, we're going to be seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 6, the finale. So let's go on and throw this to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm, wrong. The word of the week is. <laughs> wrong. Who was who was wrong in this episode? Hmm, Grant. Wrong he was. June the 2nd, 2022 it was. <laughs> Master Yoda, I think I think we've tortured Grant enough this episode like do you really have to bring it up yet again? I, he's he's been the butt of all the jokes and I get it. He was bold. But he really believed in his idea, and I, I really liked it. I, I, I like the idea. <clears throat> Crazy it was. A little dumb it was. So, no. Forgive him, I cannot. Well, Only Master, if deals in absolutes. <laughs> hmm. Facts are facts. Well, you heard it first here. Facts are facts from Master Yoda. That was a great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. Thank you to all who listen. Uh, Go check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our TikTok page. Go check out the Dork Wars link tree where you can find everywhere that you can stream us. Go check out the Dork Wars podcast website, dorkwarspodcast.com, where you can find the links to everything that is Dork Wars. We hope you have a great time watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, the finale, this Wednesday. Thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a The Moneymaker production.